Welcome to Faith and Science. I'm Dr. John Ashton. Recently, I had to replace the uh, clothesline uh, cord um, on our clothesline at home for my wife, and um, so we bought a um, a length of uh, cord that was uh, coiled up in a in a particular way. Um, how it was laid out it wasn't just sort of a circular coil; it was um, elongated and had a little bit of a twist to it. So. Just after starting, I actually dropped this and you wouldn't believe it, somehow it became really, really tangled. And I thought, man, this is just, you know, you know folded, you know, up. It, it should just have all and just very neatly pulled out as we sort of went the, put the, um, the cord around this uh, rotary clothesline, but... No, it, it took us ages to untangle this. And it reminded me that it's amazing that the DNA code actually has um, its own detangling uh, machine or little motor that prevents this amazing long polymer molecule from uh, becoming tangled. Um, and it... it it's it's quite interesting how this works, and for me, this is overwhelming evidence for superior intelligent design. You see, all of us, all living creatures, contain many incredible machines as um, that are operating within the living systems. So, as well as an instruction manual, which is the DNA code. Uh, the DNA molecule, which is a, a, a molecule that encodes information, that is the instruction manual to build them. And of course, uh, as I've you know explained in programs before, this this manual or, or code uh, comprises a, a sequences of chemical letters, uh, which scientifically are called nucleotides in the famous. Uh, DNA molecule, deoxyribonucleic acid. And uh, so these letters are arranged just as information in a book is written with the letters on, um, on the page. And it was interesting, I was um, read an article a few years ago uh, by Dr. Jonathan Safati, um, who is a, a chemist as well, he wrote a very interesting article that was published in um, the um, journal Creation uh, back in 2018. Uh, if anyone's interested in looking it up, it's um, volume 40, uh, number uh, one, and um, from pages 24 on. Um, and he gave it the title, God's DNA and Detangling Motors. And he is, it's actually an article about the uh, topoisomerase enzymes uh, which operate within the DNA. And it's a really, really uh, good article, some amazing diagrams there. You see, uh, the DNA's physical dimensions are really long um, uh, a molecule, um, uh, a really long polymer. Uh, composed of these um, helical coils uh, interwoven and, and joined um, uh, together. 
uh, along the way. So, and because it's so long, it actually, you know, constitutes quite a lot of problems. So, in order to fit it into a tiny space, it is it has to be coiled up. And uh, this double helix um, is very, very narrow. Um, it's about um, two and a half nanometers uh, wide, and a nanometer, of course, is a tenth of a millionth of an inch wide. Um, and so it's it's a little bit too thin to be seen with any light uh, uh, microscope. But the whole DNA molecule is actually extremely long, and um, the largest uh, human chromosome, uh, number one, um, has about 220 million letters in it. And so it would be about... Even though it's it's only two and a half nanometers wide, it would be about eighty-five millimeters long, or eight and a half centimeters long, if we actually stretch this molecule out. So when you think about it, it's amazing. Now this is just one chromosome, right? Two hundred twenty million letters, and if all the DNA in our uh, in a in a cell, one of our cells, were lined up. It would be about two metres long, a bit over two metres long. So these are enormously long, thin, sticky strands that must be packed into a microscopic cell. Now, our cells are so tiny, um, and yet this DNA is packed in there. So it's, it's all coiled up. And it also then, the fact that this DNA is there isn't all coiled up. It, and if we're going to have to make copies of parts of this DNA and this sort of thing, because the cell needs to be able to read this DNA. Um, and yet to have it all coiled up in there and yet accessible without them becoming tangled is an amazing, there's an amazing system in place that enables this to happen. And so the cell actually needs quite complex machines to do all this. And um, I think, as pointed out in the um, Dr. Uh, Savati's uh, article, these machines are amazing testimony to the absolute brilliant genius of our creator. And for me for biologists to continue to teach that these amazing machines arose by blind chance, random mutations in, um, of lifeless inorganic, uh, lifeless molecules coming together and forming these machines that are essential for life, for the DNA to work for them to continue to teach that this happened just by random blind mutations um, just really astounds me because the evidence is so obvious that we have a supernatural creator. We have a brilliant mind behind these systems. You know, when DNA is decoded, that's when the information is used to create a protein and, of course, the uh, there's a, a copy uh, made. Well, well, I, I guess let me go back. The two strands of the double helix have to actually be separated. And during reproduction, each strand is copied independently. Matter of fact, there's a, a, 
a brilliant um, video that shows this, animation that shows this, that is on the Walter Eliza Hall Institute uh, website. Um, you can um, Google it if it would be We High, um, W um, E I, uh, DNA Replication. So um, if you Google something like that, there should be a YouTube video comes up that shows this amazing DNA replication system where the two coils are separated, one coil is copied one way, the other coil has to be then reversed and done in loops um, and then passed into the ribosome which can uh, make or makes the messenger RNA which passes into the ribosome. Um, that is, um, which then reads the code and assembles the amino acids that come in and assembles them to make the protein according to the instructions in the code. And to enable these to be copied, this uh, and you can see this in the um, in the video. Um, there's also some uh, videos about the uh, topoisomase enzyme, uh, particularly system two, enzyme system two um, and replication, it's amazing untangling properties. If you Google that too, there'll be on YouTube videos demonstrating these amazing uh, animations, demonstrating how these amazing untangling uh, machines work. And they require special motors called DNA helicases um, these are ring-shaped with a hole for the DNA to actually pass through. But since they're motors, they also need fuel, and helicases are powered by a fuel called um, ATP, uh, which is made by another motor, ATP synthase. Using uh, ATP as an energy source, a cyclic change in shape runs around um, the helicase ring at about 10,000 RPM. And this is pointed out in the Walter Eliza Hall um, YouTube video. Um, it's uh, particularly good that it, it revs at the, the speed of a jet engine. And uh, the Walter Eliza Hall uh, Institute, by the way, is one of the research institutes associated with the University of Melbourne um, in Australia. Um, so it uh, yeah, it's a really good um, animation to to watch. Um, and the DNA's helical or coiled shape produces another problem that is amplified when the helicase unwinds it to separate the strands. So you can easily demonstrate the problem with a long multi-stranded rope. And you, if you start in the middle and try to pull the strands apart, it'll soon become too hard to unwind because of the resistance of the extra twists on both sides of the separation point. And if you let go, the rope will tend to coil back on itself. And um, sort of like the, uh, if you remember, the older uh, telephone coils, uh, they were, uh, when you sort of, often after a while, they become tangled into coils upon coils. So it's interesting to compensate for every added twist in the forward direction. The DNA behind the unwinding site adds a twist and also becomes supercoiled or overwhelmed. Now in a cell, if the DNA were prevented from unwinding, then the cell would no longer make 
proteins or, uh, or be able to copy itself. And so it's interesting that God solved this problem in living creatures with a special protein machines or um, and enzymes uh, called um, topoisomerases. And they cut the DNA, rearrange it, and then stick it back together. And they must work ahead of the replication fork to keep the DNA from overwinding. Now, yeah, it's it's hard to explain this um, without um, a diagram, but there's some very good um, diagrams, as I said in the um, the article by uh, Dr. Jonathan uh, Safati in the in, Crea- in Creation 2018. So again, if you went on to creation.com and just googled in God's DNA detangling motors. Um, you can read the article there. And again, if you Google that under um, YouTube uh, videos, or then again, uh, videos explaining these amazing machines uh, will uh, come up. Of course, there's several class, uh, classes of um, these uh, topoisomerases, um, and there's two main types. The type 1 cuts one of the DNA strands and temporally bonds both ends of the, the cut, then the uncut strand is free to pass through the break. Now, in either case, this relieves or relaxes the strain uh, one twist at a time, and finally the break is reconnected, um, called ligation. Um, and uh, it's interesting, these um, type 1 uh, uh, topoisomerases isomerases rather, don't need ATP. Um, the energy built up by the DNA's overwinding is simply released like a coil spring when they let go. But the type 2 topoisomerases are more complex now, uh, and these are the ones that's very interesting to watch the, um, uh, the DVD animation of how they work. This type cuts both strands of the double helix and holds them apart. And then it pulls the loop of the double helix from a non-cut section through the break. After that, the two strands are reconnected and the pass-through section of DNA is released. And finally, the enzyme releases the reconnected DNA so that the process can be repeated as necessary. And this is really clearly demonstrated in the uh, WEHI uh, DNA replication animation. Um, it's it's amazing to watch, in my view. Now, these type two uh, topoisomerases are important for another reason. When DNA is replicated, sometimes the two daughter DNA molecules can end up wound around each other, like links in a chain. And thus separating these link molecules is called decatenation. And this is a very important role uh, for the type 2 uh, topoisomerase. It's interesting, these um, enzymes, or little molecular machines, must do three things. Otherwise, they'd be useless or even harmful. Um, they cut move another strand through the cut and reconnect. Now, 
each step is really important. If one step is disabled, the enzyme doesn't work and the cell dies. So here again, we have an example of how the system can't really evolve. You need the complete system. You need the whole setup for all those processes in place. And these sort of systems where you need a complete system to work or else the whole system doesn't, you know, the, the, the whole organism will die, um, or, and examples of where these systems are actually quite complex. They all have to be in place together, otherwise nothing works. Again, is powerful evidence against this whole concept that random blind chemical mutations can produce this amazing complexity. It can't because you'd have to have all these mutations occurring all at once at the same time. Otherwise, the system is going to die. It's not going to work. And um, it's, it's interesting, for example, that some antibacterial and anti-cancer drugs work by targeting uh, uh, topoisomerases. Um, there's a class of antibiotics called um, fluoroquinones um, and that stop the reconnecting step uh, of the bacterial type 2 topoisomerases. Uh, and that leads to increasing breaks in the um, DNA. And uh, that quickly cell kills the little bacteria cell. Um, similarly, some um, anti-cancer drugs uh, do the same thing to type 1 and type 2 um, topoisomerases in the cancer cells that we're reproducing out of control. So... Um, these um, help kill those cells. Uh, so we can see this is a, you know, a classic example where you need a complete system uh, working. If you have a bit of a problem in that system, the cell dies. So these are major issues for the theory of ev evolution that I know of no explanation where they can get around this. And the, the evidence is, is so obvious now. Now that we know so much more about the biochemistry of cells, and of course we're learning more you know, every day just about, um, about the complexity of living systems in plants, bacteria, animals and so forth, um, that it points, all this information points to an amazing supernatural designer. And for our young people to continue to be taught that we evolved from monkeys, that these systems evolved, uh, that there isn't a God, uh, that's um, where in actual fact we have all this evidence pointing to God right there um, and that's just published in the literature. Um, there's another class of drug actually that um, called uh, catalytic in inhibitors that prevent the ATP energy release and so work by stopping the first step of the cutting. Uh, instead of the cell dying by its DNA being ripped to pieces, the DNA just gets tangled up so that the cell can neither reproduce or make protein. So here we see that, again, just eliminating one step destroys the cell. So we... And there are so many of these steps in the biological um, systems, even in, in simple organisms like single-cell bacteria. Um, and, 
as um, Dr. Safadi points out, he points out clearly random chemical reactions in pre-life conditions could not produce the first cell by small gradual steps, each with a supposed advantage over the previous one and thus favoured by natural selection. He writes, suppose this process produced an enzyme with the first step, cutting. Without putting it back together, this would harm the cell by chopping its information molecule into pieces. And then he goes on, but it's even worse for evolution. Natural selection is by definition deferential reproduction. That is, A is fitter than creature B means that A has to have more surviving offspring than B. Therefore, natural selection requires at least two self-replicating entities. This means that it can't explain the origin of replication because you cannot reproduce until you have a way to replicate the DNA. And as uh, he points out, as we've seen with uh, topoisomerases, isomerases, the DNA can't be replicated because it would tangle up too quickly. Since natural selection can't explain the origin of the first topoisomerase, Darwinian evolution cannot even get started. And, um, you know, he, he sets it out and explains it so clearly and oh, um, logically. Um, one of the other fascinating things is, of course, that the instructions to build topoisomerases are on the DNA, but these instructions can't be read without topoisomerases to detangle the DNA. And this is like the classic ribosome as well. The DNA is useless without a ribosome, the amazing code reader. And, of course, the ribosome is an amazing molecular machine with over 300,000 atoms in its structure that have to be assembled. And the instructions to assemble it um, are in the DNA. And yet the DNA is useless and you can't assemble it unless you have a ribosome. To me, this is just overwhelming, clear evidence that life is supernatural. We were created. You know, the Bible clearly talks about how God created us. God created the living organisms. He created the plants as living organisms. He created the, you know, the birds and the sea creatures and and the animals and us humans. He created us as, as living creatures. Um, he set up these systems, and that's the only way it's going to work. The, um, you know, even the simplest type 2 um, uh, topoisomerase has 800 protein letters or amino acids split between two segments. You know, 800 of these have to be organised. It takes three DNA letters to code for one protein letter. So the gene for this is about two and a half or 2,400 letters long. Um, And, again, it's too large to be read without detangling. So, again, um, just the, you know, the... Even the, the DNA of the, the smallest living organism that we know, Mycoplasma genitalium, uh, which has the smallest genome of any living organism, um, is far too large um, uh, for it to you know, just form 
by chance without these code mechanisms there. You know, DNA is probably, well, it clearly is the most advanced information storage retrieval transmission system known. The information density in living cells' DNA is, uh, some people have calculated around 1,000 terabytes per cubic millimetre. And so a living cell can store an enormous amount of information in, in a tiny space. It's, um, it's absolutely um, amazing. And um, it's interesting that the information stored in uh, a human cell, if it was written on paper and ink, would occupy about a 1,000 Bible-sized books. Um, so you can see it's a huge amount of information that's stored in this amazing system that, again, um, it's and yet it's so clear that we have these amazing... Um, complex, well-designed machines that cut, move and reconnect the DNA um, and without them reproduction is impossible is just clear evidence that Darwinian evolution involving random mutations and natural selection could not have produced these systems. So we have this overwhelming evidence for the existence of our creator God and there's so many other examples of that and the biblical account of creation just makes so much sense in the light of the biochemistry that we now have. You've been listening to Faith and Science and remember if you want to re-listen to these programs just google 3abnaustralia.org.au and click on the radio listen button. And I would like to encourage you to share links to these programs and these talks with your friends to put them up on your own uh, social media pages so that more people can become aware of the overwhelming evidence that we have that we were formed not by random blind mutations but by a loving creator God. And remember, there are many other programs in this series, if you go back, that you can listen to. There's also um, the television program, Evolution Impossible, uh, if you go to the television catch-up uh, pages on uh, 3ABN. And also there is um, Science Conversations as well, um, another uh, radio program that's available um, where I um, d discuss with a colleague um, the evidence that I put forward in uh, my book, uh, Evolution Impossible. And also um, we'll put up links to the, um, a couple of YouTube videos that um, demonstrate the amazing DNA replication process and also the amazing role of uh, topoisomerase 2 um, as uh, these uh, scientific animations that have uh, been prepared. So those links will be put up in the descriptors for the program and the, and the podcasts. I'm Dr John Ashton. Have a great day. 
You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.